0: This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. You know, today we're, we're looking at, at a concept of like, you know, angels and, and how angels show up in our lives. Angels throw up, show up all throughout the Bible. And it's interesting because they not only show up throughout the Bible, but a lot of the time the angels morph into being a message from God. Many times. Like it'll start with the story, it'll say the angel came and the angel said this, angel said this, and by the end of the story, it'll say, God. We're gonna look at that concept of angels today, and that idea of angels that are messengers. You know, it was great again having our, our small group on Thursday, and we're sitting around a table and we're chatting and, and we're doing the last word, and, and someone said, Well, you know what? Wow, I, I actually feel like I'm sitting with a bunch of angels. And I thought to myself, yes, you are. Yes, we all are. A beautiful thing where we, can, where we can see each other that way. Do we all have parts of us that are not terribly angelic? Please all raise your hands. Yes, we all do. And just some of you are like, well, not me, not me, not me. Not me. Yes, you do. We all do. We all do. And that's all right as well. It's all part of the story. And today we're going to look at those moments where the story gets hard. We're going to look at, please say the S word there, when God is silent, when we just can't seem to to hear God. We're going through a challenge in our life, we're going through a hard time, and, and we just are hitting it again and again, and it's like, boy, if I could just hear God, if God would just give me the answer, right? How many of us have felt that? If God would just tell me what to do. That and the next winning lottery number, and I'm good. You know, we we want a God who does it, but that's not the way God works. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to connect it in with this idea of angels. I think a lot of the challenge, folks, is this. A lot of the challenge is we create storyboards. Storyboards in our life that are about how we think, like get out the ingredients, activate the stand, set and release, finish baking, clean up, done. Storyboarding's a good thing. It's it's a good way to have a conversation. It's a good way to plan. We storyboard stuff here at New Church Live all the time in terms of what we want flows to be and all that. But how much of of the time does life follow the storyboard you had in mind? How much? None. None. (laughs) right? I don't think a whole lot. I don't think a whole lot. So what we're going to do is, is this is going to be a service because it's a rainy day, and that's my favorite rainy day activity is to involve a lot of congregants in the service, is, uh, is, is we're going to actually do a lot of interaction here today. And, and the first interaction part is I want you to talk about, think about like, okay, in my life, I believe this is what should happen. And this is what actually happened. And and come from that belief, which should. I realize there are some deeply spiritually evolved people. This is what should happen. And somebody's going to say it should just all be God's will. We get that. That's the right answer. But that's not when we live and we're panicked. When we live, we don't live in that place when we're really stressed. So I want you to think like in your life, yeah, this is the way I thought life really should be. And it didn't end up being that. It ended up being this. So Angela's going to be coming around with a microphone. I'm going to be up here writing some things. We're going to like to get five of each. Like what did you think life should be first off? We'll just go through those. We'll put up five little chits of paper across the front. And then what was life actually? And you can sort of play off of what they had or or just to have your own. We're going to have sort of two sides so we can see how this works. Does that make sense? All right, let's get a bigger yes than that. Yes. All right. So Angela, are you ready? All right. Please raise your hand and Angela will, will be around. Love and family. That's what I feel like. Somebody say it. Love and family. Love and family. All right. Love should be all about love and life should be all about love and family. Good one. All right, next one. Life should be fun. Fun. Whew. It's hard to not make commentary as I'm hearing these. Life, life should feel safe. Safe, that's an excellent one. If I misspell any of these words, just giggle. Uh, life should be deeply meaningful. Oh, deeply meaningful. Joy and peace. Joy and peace. Oh, that's a good one, too. Welcome to Christmas. Joy. Do you want more? No. That is perfect. We are all set up Sorry. to fail perfectly. All right. All right. This is a great list, folks. Yeah, life, we do want it to be deep and meaningful. We want it to be safe and fun, love and family, joy and peace. Is it wrong to think life should be these things, yes or no? No, of course not. These are good things. These are good things. These are good things. But there's this thing in the middle called life. So we have what we we think life should be. But then we have the way that life actually goes. So what I'd love to do now is hear from you folks about the way life actually has gone or, you know, like, and you could play off of these ones over here or not. Um, You know, you could do something like, here we go. You could do one fun. Stomach flu for the youngest child on the way to Ohio. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is for you, you know, that idea of where that shift was. So go ahead, let's hear some of these. Raise your hand, Angelo, be around. Nonlinear. Nonlinear. Oh, you totally stole the whole sermon. That's it. Nonlinear. All right, keep going. Broken relationships. Ugh. Putting relationships with a big X down the middle. So we have, we have relationships that break. All right, another one. Frustrations. Uh, frustration. Anybody frustrated today? Just curious. How to do yeah, though we got we got we got we got three four frustrated people. Frustration. That's good. They are so sweet, beat. Spicy Misfits together. Okay. That idea of together, like question mark. What is what is together like? Doesn't feel like we're together all the time. Dysfunction and heartbreak in family. <laughs> heartbreak. Dude, that's beautiful. I'm just thinking. There's illness, cancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to put illness over here on the nonlinear one. It, it's it's interesting. Like I had a, was working with with a, not not a New Church Live congregant. Um, I was working with someone else, and they were talking about what they they were wishing for their life. And they said uh, the first thing they said was health, financial security, and travel. And I'm thinking those are great, and they're probably not going to happen <laughs> in the way you imagine, right, folks. This is, this is real important. Like, this is life. It's so easy to get caught up that, that God kind of has all the goodie bags for you here, and if, you, if we're religious, we just get all this stuff without wrestling with that. No, we get to this through that. The athletes of God, I've said this before, the athletes of God wrestled and grew strong. They chose, and they acted. Faith is actually where we live in this liminal space faith is where I'm able to hold both and and I hear it all the time I hear people have a certain life and then a car accident happens or an illness happens or something happens to one of their grandkids or they go into marriage thinking it's going to be this, this and this and it ends up being that, that and that This is so important to understand that that this is about what, what, what what the richness of faith actually is. And a lot of the time, if we think it's just going to be this, we will find God silent. I believe a lot of the time, this is where we're more likely to find God. Isn't that crazy? No one ever... Has, co- has called me up, and now somebody's going to do it this afternoon, because that's this congregation's sense of humor, to be like, Chuck, I just wanted to call you. Today was totally ordinary and great. It just doesn't happen. Somehow through this stuff, we get to this stuff. All right, please give everybody a round of applause, who is so willing to... So this again, folks, highly significant, highly significant. And so so when we're caught in between these things and when we're over here in this time, I I think that's an experience of what in the Bible is called the wilderness. Now, New Church, we read the Bible poetically, not literally. So we look at something like the wilderness, we say, okay, what does that mean in our lives? What does that mean in that time when God and his angels are silent, where we may feel stuck between the two, or we may be totally over here in this wilderness? And I want to tell you a little story here, read for you a beautiful story, and this is from Exodus 13, and what's what's happened is this group of people who've been enslaved for decades are making their bolt for freedom. And they're wondering, sort of, how do we make it through this wilderness time period? How do we make it through a time where there aren't clear instructions or clear directions? And that's where we pick up on this story. They've escaped from Egypt, and this is the first one speaking here is Pharaoh. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the way through the Philistine country that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the wilderness road, by the wilderness, toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle. After leaving their camp, they camped again on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, left its place in front of the people. I want to talk about that. Like, yeah, here are, here are these people, and they were enslaved, they, 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 and in, in this strange way, there's a whole other part of the Bible where there's times where it appears like they actually felt safe in their slavery, which I think sometimes we can be. And, and they finally get up the gumption, the strength, the courage under the leadership of Moses to actually leave. And when they leave, they start fleeing. the only place they can really flee is into the wilderness, into this massive desert. And they're not exactly sure what to do when they're there. And and, and God says, all right, this is what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a pillar of cloud by day. And I'm going to give you a pillar of fire by night. What's interesting with that, folks, is this wilderness way. This is is really critical. You know, I tell you to take a picture of that if you have your camera out. As we spiritually grow, we wander. We're carried away. We meander in what we believe and how we live. Can I get a big focus on this one with the lights right here for a second? This this one right here? I don't know if you can pick that up with the camera. Folks, what was the first one that was said? Non-linear. That's what that's talking about. That non-linear, we wander, we're carried away, we meander both in what we believe and how we live. That's, that's just part of the journey, and somehow, that's part of the answer, too. I want you to just hold this thought, and it's not a thought I can really explain terribly well. I'm just going to ask you to think about it. I don't believe, and I think, New Church, we don't hold, that we get to heaven with our plans, We get to heaven with our gifts. If it was my plan, God would be anxiously awaiting a jet fighter pilot. It's not how it's gone. We don't get to heaven with our plans. We get to heaven with our gifts. That's important to remember. That's an important part to keep coming back to when it feels like God and the angels have fallen silent. That idea as well, that we might not know where we are. But please listen to this. Full body listening to this, please. We might not know where we are. God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly where you are. Now, for our second song, I want you to think about, like, yeah, how, how does this work, and, and what's this dynamic, and how is this connected to the idea of, a, of these two pillars? As the band comes out, I want you to listen to the ne- this next song, Hallelujah. And it's a beautiful song, because it talks about this both and of life. This hallelujah, and the fact that parts of life are cold and broken. The wilderness way tells me, I may feel lost, but God always knows where I am. The wilderness way tells me that even though I see this as a problem over here, this is a mistake over here, God doesn't. God sees this as growth, as meaning, as coming home, as finding out who we truly are, as being returned to our true selves over here. So that leads us to what the real question is. The real question is, our real calling is to discern what we do after what we thought should happen doesn't, when God doesn't show up at our storyboard meeting. Here, our excited, and then this happens next, equation, gives way to times panicked, now what? I hope that rings true. (laughs) It's just interesting how much time we spend absolutely sure of what's supposed to happen next. And sometimes it does, and a lot of times it doesn't. And both are blessed. Sometimes it does, a lot of times it doesn't. And both are blessed. So how then are we led forward? Like the question, how are we going to be led forward in life. Like, how is this going to work? How is this leading? Take a look at this passage here with pillars, talking about pillars, the idea of pillars and the cloud of fire and the, excuse me, in the cloud and the fire. I want to talk a minute, I guess we don't have slides, our slides went down there, sorry. I want to talk for a minute about like this idea of, of clouds and this idea of fire, this idea of cloud and this idea of fire. I think I'm going to step over on this this carpet over here. I think a lot of the time in life we move towards a place where where we do find life cloudy. Where we see the clouds. I guess we're having a few technical problems. I'd better step back here into the light. No we're Oh wait, can we go back over here? There we go. All right. We have these we have these times of of cloud and You know, God leads us there as well. God leads us there as well. It's it's interesting, right? Like like that idea of God not speaking, but God giving us cloud. This idea, you know, new church, we see that as a spiritual connection, a spiritual natural connection. And the idea of cloud is means yeah, it's just an it's just obscure. It's just obscure. We we don't quite know what life is, but dang, there's a beautiful sunset out there. How many of us have seen a cloud formation that just took our breath away? Maybe a sunset hitting the clouds? I think that's what it's talking about. That that sense of clouds, and it doesn't give us a direct answer. Real important, it doesn't give us a direct answer. What it gives us, listen carefully, my friends, it gives us a sense. It gives us a sense just a sense that God's here too, somehow, way. And again, think back, beautiful clouds, a sunset on a hard day. And just that sense of cloud, that sense of like, okay, God is here too. Now, stepping back over here to the middle, and then there's this other pillar, this pillar of fire, and with this deep pillar of fire, as we look at that pillar of fire, it's, it's, it's something that, that, that appeared at night. Now, now I used to think when I was a little kid that this, this fire was sort of this fire that was going out and leading the way, but they weren't hiking at night. What's the, this is a total counterintuitive question. What's the temperature like in a desert at nighttime? Cold. So I think that's the way we're actually to see this fire. We're actually to see this fire just as this this deep warmth that centers on our lives. So we get a sense, and we get warmth. We get a sense, and we get warmth. And there's incredible beauty in that. Those, Those pieces, folks, of a sense... And a warmth. I think that's where we find the answer. It's not an answer that's a storyboard, it's an answer that goes to our heart, that says, Behold, as Revelation says, Behold, I am with you, even to the end of the age. Even to the end of the age. I'm going to step over here for a second. Now, I don't know how many of you noticed that we had a candle going the whole service. I think this is like God's presence. Always there. The question, of course, always becomes, do we have eyes to see it? Do we have eyes to see it? Do we have eyes to see it? And if we're looking for God's presence in the storyboard plan we're going to be painfully disappointed. But if we look for God in terms of a sense and a warmth, that's where we start to hear God again. I mean, even though we're going to pull the lights down here just a little bit, like even as the lights start to go dark, we can see again and again that even in that darkness... This light just continues to shine. It's that sense of warmth. It's that, it's that, that, that sense of, of just a presence of God. And it, it can show up all over the place. I'm going to tell you a story of that. And then we're going to come around. And again, I said we have a lot of participation today. We do. Angel's going to be around with the microphone. I'm going to ask some people to just share where they've had this sense and warmth in a time where they didn't know a way forward. Mine was about, and I get them all the time, but you know, probably about three weeks ago, it's a day off. I'm out hiking. It just had been so much going on. There's just a lot in my head. I'm just feeling a little like, oh, Lord, please, please give me an answer. So I'm hiking. I go down to this old lock by a river close to where, where our cabin is on the Lancaster area. I'm just like trying to be prayerful, trying to be prayerful. Like, God, give me an answer, give me an answer. Silence. Except for this. Very gentle, but growing cadence of wings. And I look up, and no joke, here comes a bald eagle coming right down the river. Now, some people could say, Chuck, that's just a bald eagle. I disagree. I think that's literally an answer to a prayer. It's a sense. It's a warmth. And it's saying, even in times like this, God just saying, I am here, too. As the psalmist would say, you raise me up on the wings of eagles. I'm going to ask now, as the house lights come up a little bit, for anyone else who would like to share one, just to raise your hand, and Angela will be around. And I'd like you to share, like, where was that sense of warmth? Like, where have you experienced that yourself that was a surprise? So if we have, like, three people who are willing to say something, you can raise your hand and let them say something. Okay. This was uh, about three years ago, walking up at uh, the North Campus in the fields, and I had lost my job, and I was about to have open-heart surgery, and I was unsure of the future. And I saw this um, similar, this murmuration of starlings just flying through the air. And uh, what I saw with that was... Um, just wonder, possibility, and uh, it changed my perspective and shifted it to hope. That's a beautiful, Mark. Murmuration is Latin for big flock of really cool birds doing their thing. By the way, and it is beautiful; it really is stunning. Thank you. Another one. Coming, uh, growing up in Colorado, and. Uh, being a mountain person and with my wife having a new journey and coming to a new place, Willow Grove in Bernathen, (laughs) bringing me here I never knew it was a challenge, it was very difficult but the good Lord took me here and brought me to a place of peace and that's very powerful for me and you don't see that always so you have to really listen I guess notice again folks hope joy, peace, some of the same things we've written down here, by the way. One more. Uh, When I was going through a really tough time after uh, my relationship broke up, and um, I was feeling very alone and stuff, and my oldest brother who passed away, I also know was in a, parking lot with nothing there, and I all of a sudden smelled his terrible tobacco smoke, And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not all alone. My mm. brother's here trying to, you know, make mm. me not feel alone. Like it was great. That's beautiful. Thank you, Barb. Give those folks a round of applause, please. Those are, those are beautiful, beautiful examples. And folks, notice the connection here. Do you see the wilderness way? You end up at like this, but somehow coming to these places returns us to that. And it's just a pillar of cloud, it's just a pillar of fire, but, but it's, it's that sense and that warmth that can change our lives in incredibly beautiful ways. I want to just read you one quick quote here, and then I'm going to hop down out front. It was one that I, that I just read. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to switch like... All right, we'll, we'll switch back. Sorry. It just was a beautiful quote. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just... Could I tell you a little side story? This is why I'm terrified preaching over in a formal format. Because New Church Live, it's nice because we make mistakes... And everybody laughs, and nobody's thinking God's really mad right now. So thank you, folks, for, for, your, for your laughter. Uh, you know, that sense and that warmth. Listen to this, folks. What happens with that silence? It becomes a deep, silent, unknowing. Listen to this. A deep, silent, unknowing that moves in the direction of love. A deep, silent, unknowing that moves in the direction of love. Those are all those stories we heard. It was was deep, it was silent, it wasn't like the clouds parted and here was the answer or this was to do next. It was this sense and this warmth that continues to move us in the direction of love. That's how you know that God's voice is true. When it moves us that direction. We're now going to shift gears into a baptism. And a baptism, again, like it has that same connotation. It has a power to it that's that's beyond words. A power to it where we understand God is here. God is part of this journey. Giving us a sense and a warmth. So please join me in a prayer as we close today's service. Baptisms get me every single time. (laughs) Lord, calling all angels. Lord, we call on angels today. We call on angels to the better angels of our nature, to the better angels of our communities, to the better angels of our world. We call on those angels to give us strength, to give us courage to give us wisdom, to give us insight, to give us blessing. Lord, help us over this week to call on those angels as best we can, to live life fully. And when we're feeling lost, like when we're feeling you are silent and the angels in our lives are silent, just let us look. Just let us look, open our eyes and see where the sense is, where the warmth is, the pillar of cloud the pillar of fire, always there, just waiting to be held and seen. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. Let's go out and have a wonderful week. Bless this congregation. Bless Johnny. Bless this community. Bless this world. In your name, this Sunday, we pray. Amen.